Hello, everyone. This is Josh Wagar, and welcome to the Missionary Micro Stories podcast, where missionaries come in and share authentic stories that they love, and I know you will too. It's six questions in about nine-ish minutes because we all know that without a timeline, missionaries tend to get awfully long-winded. And so this morning, we are joined by Brother Steve Donnelly. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. This is, this is uh, exciting for me. Well, praise the Lord. I, I've heard some things about you, and I'm excited to hear some of your stories and what God's been doing up in the frozen north. So let's start with question one. And just tell us a little bit about you and your family and your field. Yeah, we are serving the Lord, uh, trying to reach the indigenous people of the far north, the Arctic. And uh, we've been here uh, 31 years, and God's been able to see us uh, be successful in three different places here and um, really turning the work over to a a pastor and that one of the churches becoming totally autonomous and uh so we're excited about that yeah great yeah that is exciting to hear um so when the church that you're turning over when about when did you plant that church um i actually came in as sort of a, a waterer i came uh behind the the church planner and took a church that was uh, uh had a few members and that would have been, I first came in 89, and then about uh, uh, 10 years later is when we really start to grow and uh, turn it over about four years ago. Mm. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So, um, then question two, for you, what is one of the best aspects of being in mission, something that you enjoy? Uh, literally, uh, to be in the very center of God's will. And know it. I mean, by the time you go through deputation and by the time you go through all the tests of, of uh, struggles on the field, you know, uh, for the first few years and you make it, I mean, you know that you know that you know that you're right in the very center of God's will. And uh, that's that's something that many people seek for. And, and I'm glad to be there. And I know I am. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that answer. Number three, then, for you, what would be one of the more challenging aspects of missions or something that's harder, maybe that people would think of or maybe that people wouldn't think of? I think altogether, change is, is, is tough. And I, I'm coming from a concept of, of being a missionary from, for a long time now. I mean, a lot of things change. You know, I left the field. I left home. And my parents were relatively middle-aged and, and now they're, they're elderly, you know, and you lose people and your, your home church changes and your you know, you might get a new, new pastor in your home church in the span of 30 years, you know, so change is, is, is tough uh, and loneliness and all that, but that's kind of change too, you know? And that's, that's interesting because, um, as we're growing the podcast and things, I haven't, I've spoken with a few missionaries that have been, um, that have been serving for, you know, as long as you were thereabouts, but not many. So one of the questions that I kind of had in addition was, yeah, what, what are some of the biggest changes maybe that you've seen in missions as a whole? Or I know that's kind of a loaded question, but just, um, I was wondering how much change you had seen or what kind. Yeah. Um, 
you know, emphasis change, you know, uh, it, like now the, the catchphrases, you know, church planner um, is, is very, very important mm. to say the right phrases and stuff. But change uh, basically um, over the years has, you know, you come back to the States and so much changes and you almost don't recognize some of the, the home churches or your supporting churches. And I think that's, that's probably the change that hits you, hits, hits me the most anyways is uh, related to churches and whatever. Thank you. Yeah. That's an aspect that hasn't really been shared yet. And I think that's for me, you know, this is our first term here. And so we're, we're only just beginning to experience that, you know, we see pictures of our home church and it's like, Oh, I don't recognize those, you know, 20 yeah. people or whatever. And so I can only imagine after 31 years. Um, yeah. So I appreciate the insight. Thanks for sharing that answer. So, um, question four, do you have any missionaries that you think need to be on this podcast to share their story? Yeah, I, I would love to see you connect with a uh, missionary by the name of Chris Shaw. Uh, Chris Shaw is a missionary to Greenland. I don't know, uh, he has a, an, an amazing story. Greenlandic law was rewritten so that uh, he could be in the country and recognized uh, the Baptist church, Baptist faith as uh, uh, a religion other than just specifically, I think it's the Lutheran religion is, is the national church there. It's a crazy, amazing God all the way story. <laughs> awesome. You are the second person to suggest that, to yeah. suggest him. I've tried to get a hold of him, but, Maybe with your help, we can get a hold of them and uh, get them on here. I'd love to have them. I will put a bug in his ear for sure. It'd be great. I, w I would love people to get to meet Chris Shaw. Great. Yeah, we want to share that story too. So thank yeah. you. Good. So, all right. I've been look I look forward to all the podcasts. But again, I've heard, I've heard some things about you. And I'm just um, I'm excited to hear this because I'm excited to hear stories of faithfulness. And, and just for, you know, you've been there. Number five, go ahead and take three to five minutes. Um, and just tell us a story that you love about your time in missions. Um, it's, it, it's more of a local church story than missions. And I don't think you can separate those two. But the thing that really stands out to me, and, and having these pre questions you know, given to me, I had a lot of time to think about it. I thought about really what happened when in the growth of the church, it was a mission church. I was the pastor. It was a church in Anuvik. Um, we were just kind of progressing, existing. And finally, I just kind of threw it all to the wind and said, look, I, I really don't care about uh, whether I should do this or not, whether it's the right thing or not. I'm going to have a missions conference. I'm just going to blow the doors wide open. I'm going to bring a bunch of, you know, and we brought up several missionaries. I said, don't cheat us. Bring your uh, display and bring mm. your bring your it's back in the day I said bring your slides you know <laughs> and so and I and let's just have a have a missions conference and uh, it went over super I mean everything from the uh, international banquet we had people making igloo cakes it was cool but what it did mostly is that it it opened the door and our church just blew up exponentially. I mean, we added a few people, but the next thing you know, we're having a, a, 
Christian uh, day school and we're having uh, a learning center. Uh, it's like a homeschool support group, but we ran it more like a learning center, Christian school. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just we had the opportunity to pop, to uh, have uh, a camp and that started to grow. That idea started to grow. And I go back to the point and it was missions. It was when we did missions. And, the, and so we ended up having, uh, you know, a, a great conference. Our, our offering was crazy good and it continued today. And uh, the pastor now that's pastoring there in Inuvik, he let me know, uh, they're like $64,000 was their, was their faith promise. They got like, they, you know, they support mission. You know, you know this is going to be a bad thing for him, but they support missionaries like 200 bucks a month. And they got like 20, 20 mission projects going on around the world. And, and I can go back to the day, to the time. And it was, it was, it was emphasizing missions. And so, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I, you know, all kind of things, bear stories and, and ice wrecks on the ice or whatever, but yeah. that's got to be the best story I think that I can tell. Definitely. I, I think that's amazing. And so you think, uh, what is it about that missions conference or just emphasizing missions that you think exploded? Because it, it sounds like other things happened you know, outside of missions realm, like the Christian school or the camp. What was it about the missions conference that sparked that, do you know? I, I, I can only guess that it was Christians being obedient to the Lord because because mm-hmm. that's what I, I, I approached it. I didn't approach it with a, a goal. I said, you know, our faith promises that we give 100% that we promise to God. And mm-hmm. I actually called it missions promise. I didn't call it faith promise. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and, and I think it's just the obedience of Christians that they, they gave themselves first that just mm-hmm. kind of opened the door for successes way beyond what I could ask or think. Yeah. And I know it's not all about the numbers, so uh, please don't misunderstand the question, but, you know, how big was the church then at that time about, and then, you know, how, about how big is it now just, you know, to see how God uses those faithfulness? Yeah, well, you know, we were, we were bouncing around 25, I guess, when we had the conference. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, the, the num- numbers didn't grow immediately, but, you know, it's, it was around 40 when uh, we, we called the, uh, the national pastor and um, they became totally autonomous. And, and it remains that, you know, we got 3,300 people in that area. So it's pretty tough to grow to 250, <laughs> you know, but 40 is good. 40 is good. Well, I think that's incredible to think about 40 people remaining faithful, giving, you know, $64,000. I think that's an incredible story of God's faithfulness. So. Amen. It is. It really is. Well, brother, I, I appreciate that story. And I know I've kind of picked your brain on some other things. Uh, I've asked you some other questions, but um, I'm really grateful for that. So thank you. Thank you. Question six, then. Do you have any language or cultural blunders that you are willing to share with the world? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we speak English here. Some people are bilingual, but most everybody speaks English. So I don't have really a, a language thing, but culture is huge. <laughs> and uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm a hunter, uh, outdoorsman. So when I first came to uh, this area, 
I was just grasping for some sort of a cultural connection. So I'm preaching along and I'm thinking, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to give an example of hunting and I'm a hunter. They're hunters. What, what could go wrong? So I build this story in my message that I'm, I'm deer hunting and I'm from the Midwest in the States. And so I'm, I'm telling them the story that I put my deer stand in the tree and my tree stand, you know, in, in the tree. And I'm standing there waiting all day for this, for a deer to come by. And, uh, you know, it's, and I, and I just, I didn't get one, but I was, uh, I, I was faithful. I guess maybe that was the point of the whole story, hunting for souls, being faithful or something like that. I can't remember. But the problem is that culturally, you know, there's, there's no, not many trees around here. And if there is a tree, it's about five foot tall. It's about that big around and it's spindly. And when the caribou migrate here, there's, there's a thousand that goes by. So, so basically the picture that I left in their mind was here's this, this crazy white guy standing in the top of a spindly tree and it's waving back and forth. 10,000 caribou are wandering by and I don't get one. <laughs> so uh, everything is filtered out and in through culture. <laughs> so, uh, but they love me anyways. <laughs> That's a great story. I, <laughs> that's funny. I really appreciate you sharing that. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, if it's okay with you, I, I appreciate speaking with older missionaries because um, it just means a lot to me. And so if I can throw in a bonus question real fast, it's just kind of from with your experience, what would be some advice that you would give um, both to younger missionaries coming into this thing, you know, to be faithful, and then also to the people that are at home listening to this, that God maybe hasn't called into missions. Um, what would your advice be for just faithful local church people that want to be involved in missions in some way? Well, I think to the, to the younger missionaries coming in, and I've given this advice out for a long time, and it's a little bit blunt, but it's, it's, I hope you can see I'm kind hearted about it. God has given us an, a ratio. It, it's, it's one mouth, two eyes and two ears. And when you come into a, a new mission situation, the very best thing you can do is listen and watch and learn and soak in everything possible with those two or four inputs. And, um, you know, be, be less inclined to, to give opinion or, you know, ideas and whatever. Just, just at first, listen, your time will come. You, you're going to be the big shot someday. Just, you know, just learn everything you can. Mm -hmm. And um, to, to those people that are, you know, maybe feel the Lord calling or those people that feel they, they, they want to be involved, but there's a fearful thing. Personal testimony for me, I always thought, okay, if you go to the mission field, you're going to have to go to somewhere that you're not going to like. It's going to be scary. There's going to be spiders and snakes and you know, you, you're just, it's going to be misery. And so when the opportunity came for me to go to the Arctic and I felt God's calling, I was, 
I felt guilty that I was going to get to go to a place that I liked, I wanted to. And um, it honestly took me a while to get over that. But um, so if you're sitting there and you're thinking, oh, I don't, I, I don't really want to go to, you know, Australia where the nasties are, you know, that's what I think they call the critters down there or whatever, the bugs and whatever. No, look, God knows you. God knows how you're made and you know, you are created for a purpose and he's going to put you in a place that you're going to excel. If it's God's will and you're in the right place, you're going to excel. Just trust God, surrender and watch and see. You're going to end up in some place that you really love. Like I was not exiled to the Arctic. <laughs> I didn't do something wrong to get <laughs> here. I said in my life, I want to visit Alaska once before I die. Oh, wow. I've lived here for 30 years. I've lived in Alaska for two years. I go to Alaska every year. Uh, I go south to Alaska. So, so anyway, <laughs> just, just trust God. It's, you know, it's the best life you can ever imagine. Mm. Raising your family on a mission field, you're close. It's the best situation ever. Just don't fear. Trust God. Thanks, Brother Donnelly. I really appreciate that. And I'm sure that the folks listening in also appreciate it. Amen. If people want to continue to follow your story, what's the best way that they can do so? Um, we have a, a web page that's uh, uh, iceroadpreacher.ca. And then as well, uh, all points, whoops, I was pointing to the wrong side, all points <laughs> Baptist Mission here. Um, information on there, uh, opportunity to find us on Facebook. Um, you know, all the social media opportunities that are there. So yeah, please, we'd love to have you follow. Uh, okay. We got a little bit more gas left in the tank. So we're going to, we're going to burn it all up on the cause of Christ in the North. Amen, brother. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm excited. We will have all those in the description link below so that you Thank guys you. can follow brother Donnelly. And um, yes. And then also I believe now, so we're, we're in a competition, not really on purpose, but, between the Arctic North and the Burkina Faso. Those are the places that have had the most missionaries represented on this podcast. So Okay. All right. Well if we can get Brother Shaw on, we'll count him as part of the Arctic North and, and we'll I think it'll one up the Burkina Faso people. Absolutely. And we'll keep feeding you Arctic right. Maine steady. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. So brother it's been an encouragement to, to talk with you, and I'm really grateful for giving your time. Thank you so much for being on this. It's been a blessing. Thank you very much. Well, my pleasure. So, all righty. Well, everybody listening in, thanks so much for joining us today. This has been Josh Wagar speaking with Brother Steve Donnelly, and you've been li listening to the Missionary Micro Stories podcast.